Thank you for joining us for this devotional time today. And uh, each day we've just been spending about 15 minutes in the Word, just looking at a few principles to help you through your day. Um, now, in the last couple of days, we've been talking about our beliefs. Uh, we asked the question, does it matter what you believe? And we looked to, to Jesus for the answer. And we saw from some of the things that he said that Jesus indicates that our beliefs matter, what we believe uh, and whether we believe and whether we believe the right thing is important. And I believe that there's other scriptures and there's other places that we can find that truth in the word of God. So our beliefs matter, uh, not just generally believing in Jesus, but specific beliefs in each area uh, are important. In fact, our beliefs, I believe, are, are central to our relationship with God. And they're very important. Uh, in fact, Hebrews eleven six says, it talks about he who comes to God must believe. And then it goes on and explains some of the beliefs that we need to have. So our beliefs matter. We then talked about uh, what shapes our beliefs. See, our beliefs can be shaped by different things and formed by different things. And the, the various influences that we allow to, to come into our eyes and our ears. Uh, and we saw that hearing has a lot to do with the shaping and the forming of our beliefs. So we should place ourselves in a position where we are hearing the things that are going to form the right beliefs. As I said yesterday, many people are hearing things uh, sometimes from the church groups that they're, they're connected to that, that, are, that are not necessarily forming beliefs that are in line with the word. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about that today. And I want to talk about the purity of the word, the pure word, uh, because I believe we should long for, we should crave, we should want to place ourselves under teachers and ministers of the gospel that are feeding us pure quality word, not word that's contaminated with opinions and traditions and ideas of man. Uh, the, but the purity of that word is important. And, and I, if, if Christians, if individual Christians begin to expect pure word, maybe that'll place a bit of a challenge on ministers to make sure they are delivering pure quality word. We've even in the last few days talked about how to judge what you're hearing, how to look at it and determine if it's good quality. So all these principles work together and it's important. Now let's look at something here. I ended on this verse yesterday. In Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 8, uh, says, But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. But I, I want you to notice that phrase. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. He talks about two places that the word needs to be in your life. Now, I've done other teachings on this. I'm not going to dwell a lot on that right now. But I want you to notice one of those places is that the word is to be in our heart. Now, we know that there are other scriptures where it talks about, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, your, your word, thy, thy word I've hidden in my heart. Now, why? Why does the word want to be in our heart? Well, we're given a, some answer to that two verses later in verse 10, where it says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But notice that phrase, with the heart one believes. 
Our beliefs are formed in our heart. So what we allow into our heart is going to affect our beliefs. And if we're allowing contaminated things that are not pure, it's going to have an impact upon what we believe. See, God created us that our spirits and our heart, your heart and your spirit are the same thing. And there's scriptures that show that. But I don't have time to go into that right now, but we can, if you want those scriptures, we can help you with that. But you see, God created us that we, we are to be governed and ruled by our hearts, by our spirits, not just by our intellect, not just by our feelings. We're to be governed by our spirits and by our hearts. And you see, whatever governs your heart governs you. In one sense, we could say that your heart is the throne of your life. It's where you ruled from. So whatever rules in your heart rules you. You're governed by it. And the reason God wants his word to fill our hearts and to fill our beliefs is because from that position, he governs us. It's one thing to say, Jesus is my Lord, but other things are governing your beliefs. Jesus is only your Lord to the degree he is governing you. And he's governing, he, the way he governs us is by our beliefs. So he says he wants his word to get established in our hearts so that it forms the right beliefs in our hearts. And that this is so important to get a hold of. See, many people are placing themselves in a position where they're hearing low quality or contaminated word, word that's got other influences in it. And I want to, I want to look a bit more at that idea today. And I want to show you some things in the scripture. See, it's not enough just to hear Bible preaching. We want to hear pure, good quality, word-based Bible teaching that is going to form beliefs. You know, it's been on my heart a lot recently that, that God talks about feeding my sheep. He said it to Peter. Uh, he said it in Ezekiel. He talked about the shepherds not feeding the sheep. And God said, I will feed my sheep. God wants his sheep fed and he wants them fed properly. And I believe it's the, it's the responsibility of a minister. It is the responsibility of a pastor, of a preacher, of a teacher, of an evangelist, whatever, to make sure they are properly feeding the, feet, the sheep. It's, it's one of the primary responsibilities. And, and we, we're going to stand accountable before God as to whether we did it right. Now, look, let's look at something in 1 Timothy chapter 4. God wants his sheep fed pure quality word so that pure quality word gets into our hearts, governs our beliefs and gets established on the inside of us. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. Now, this is Paul talking to Timothy, who is a young minister, and he says to him, if, now that word's important, if, it's conditional, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Now, notice that he tells you something about a good minister, and he says a good minister instructs. And in fact, instructs in the right things, because he says, if you instruct in these things, he's talking about specific things. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister. Now, I, I don't know about you, but as believers, we, we ought to want to be following after good ministers that are themselves following Christ and following the pure word. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ nourished, notice that word nourished, 
nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine. I'm going to come back to nourishment, but let's, let me say something about the rest of the verse. And of the good doctrine. Good doctrine. Paul talks about in, in various places, he referred to sound doctrine. And you see good doctrine. But you also see things, references to doctrines of demons and other things. Doctrine, the word doctrine simply means teaching. What is being taught? We make it sound almost like it's this deep theological word. It simply means what is being taught. We want to make sure that what is being taught and what we are listening to is good quality doctrine. And it's the responsibility of each minister to make sure they are presenting good doctrine. But he says here, he says, of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Now, we started a few weeks ago talking about what we're following. We are to be followers of Christ. And if we follow good doctrine, pure doctrine that is being taught correctly, then it will lead us to following Christ. Now, let me dwell where I want to dwell on this. I'm saying other things here. Notice that nourished, nourished in the words of faith. I was looking up that word nourished. Uh, I looked in various translations. I looked in the Greek and nourished is a good translation for that word overall. And so I was wondering, what does the word nourished mean? What is nourishment? And, and so I was looking in dictionaries to get an idea of this and just to get some clarity. I, you know, I had some idea, but I wanted to get some good definition. And, and nourishment talks about, or, or to nourish. To nourish means to cause to grow or live in a healthy, healthy state especially by providing with enough good food and nutrients. Now, this is, this is talking about natural food, but you see that the, it give us giving, it's giving us an idea of what good nourishment is. You know, in the natural, your, your, your body needs food, but it doesn't just need any and every food. It needs good quality nourishment. It needs to be fed on, on good vitamins, good minerals, good healthy things. And food can be of different quality. You know, you, you, can't, you can't live your entire life just eating candy floss. The, the things that taste nice and the things that flee, feed your pleasures <laughs> of, your, of your flesh. Okay? Chocolate. You know, these might be nice, but there are good quality things. And if you want to be healthy, you feed on healthy food. And it can affect your long-term health. And see, the Bible compares the word to food. It talks about it being milk and meat. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, 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 but here we begin to realize that there is different qualities of food as well. You can be nourished. You, you're, you're, you're in a man, your heart, your spirit cries out to be nourished on healthy doctrine on healthy truth that's pure and in line with the word. And, and, and it ought to be important to us. So, you know, he goes on in the next few verses. I won't read this. He talks about bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable in all things. You know, some people put a lot of time into the health of their body. They go to gym. They eat healthy. They put many hours into making sure their body's healthy. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not preaching against that. But it ought to matter that our inner man is healthy too. We ought to, it ought to matter that our spirits, our hearts are being fed on good nourishment, and that we are feeding on something that is going to cause health and something that is going to cause growth, 
See, that's in the word nourish, to cause to grow uh, in a healthy state by providing with enough good food and nutrients. I think sometimes people are feeding on a lot of spiritual candy floss and a lot of spiritual chocolates <laughs> and all kinds of things. But we ought to cry out. If we want to believe right, if we want our spiritual lives to be healthy, then we should want good nourishment. And it ought to be important to us that what we're placing ourselves under is going to nourish our spirits and nourish our hearts properly and feed us to cause the right growth. Now, let's look, let's look at another scripture here. This one's been on my heart a bit as well. And so I thought we'd, we'd, we'd look at some things in this. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Now, you might have heard this verse. So don't, don't, don't just assume you know what I'm going to say out of this verse right now. Just listen and then hear what, what we're going to highlight. And 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Now, I don't want to focus on babes right now. I want to focus on the other things that he says in this verse. As newborn babes desire the pure. See, in this teaching today, I've been using the word pure, and it's because of this verse. The pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You see, pure word will cause growth. And that's nourished again. Nourishment. The nourishment of my inner man is important. And I want, I want pure word. So let's look at a couple of these words quickly, briefly, before we finish this teaching. When it says desire. I was looking up that word desire again in the Greek and just trying to get an idea of what it's talking about. Because, you know, you can have casual desires. You can have big desires. You can have desires which grip you. And in fact, the flesh can have desires that get so strong they become lusts. And it's quite interesting because the word translated desire here actually carries the meaning lust. And we often think about lust in a negative sense because we think about the lusts of the flesh. But here it's being used in a positive sense. And it's talking about a very deep desire. It means to intensely crave. It means to long for. Long for the pure milk of the word. Crave for it almost to the point of lusting after good quality word that is going to cause growth. It's going to form the right beliefs inside of me. I think sometimes there hasn't been enough of this. Christians have not, they've not valued the quality of the word. Some of us do, but others will just go, you know, well, you know, my friends go to that church. So I'll go to that church. It doesn't matter what they preach. That's not longing for good quality. That's not craving. We ought to realize that the response, the primary, one of the top responsibilities of a preacher and a teacher of the word is to feed the people through good instruction. So we ought to want to place ourselves under good quality instruction that is going to feed us and lead us in the right direction spiritually. So crave it, long for it, lust to the point. We ought to, it, it's, that's important to me. I want good quality word. Now, what about the other word? He says, desire the pure milk of the word. That word pure. I looked that one up. It means unadulterated, unadulterated. Again, I thought, well, let's look up that word. I looked up the word unadulterated, trying to get a bit of understanding what it means. And it, the word unadulterated means having no inferior added substances, <laughs> not mixed with other ingredients. 
That's what's something that is unadulterated. It's not mixed with other ingredients. It, it doesn't have inferior additions in it contaminating it. See, the more, the more the word gets mixed with opinion, the more the word gets mixed with man's idea, the more the word gets mixed with traditions that humans have developed and ideas that we've added in, that word is no longer pure. It's becoming adulterated. It's becoming contaminated. And we sh the, I believe in our day, God is wanting the purity of his word to come forth, even in the teaching and the preaching. And as individual believers, I want to encourage you, long for, crave, lust for in a good way, lust for the purity of the word. Long for it. Say, God, I want the purity. I want to know the word in its purest form and understand it the way you wanted it given. See, that's why it says, desire the pure milk of the word. That another, another meaning of that word pure means sincere or unmixed. In other words, it's giving the idea, to, idea of word that has no contaminants. Word. You know, sometimes I'm going to finish in just a minute, but sometimes I think we have become so used to preaching that is contaminated with other ideas. We have become used to hearing a mixture coming forth. And this is not the heart of God. The desire of God is the purity of his word. This is why some people say, you know, well, we don't need more word around here because that's just man's ideas. No, 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 no. The pure word is not man's ideas. The contaminated word is. It becomes mixed. It becomes adulterated. Let's begin to have a move of, of hunger in the church for the purest form and the purest quality of the word and place ourselves under people. Listen to people that give the purity of the word. And as I taught a few days ago, have the courage to judge what you're hearing to make sure it's good quality. Know the word for yourself so that the, the people you are following after are truly following after Christ themselves in what they teach and what they are feeding you because we want to be nourished. Now, I, I trust that this encourages you and I trust, please share these as well. I appreciate people sharing these messages and even just liking them. You know, it, it just shows other people you liked it. Okay, so it's up to you. No pressure, but I would appreciate if you share and like these videos as well. And I just trust that this stirs something in you. Desire, long for the pure word, the uncontaminated word that will nourish you and will form the right beliefs in your heart so that you can grow and grow to the place that God wants you to be in your walk with him. So God bless you. And let's just close in prayer. Father, I thank you for the purity of your word. We desire the pure word. Lord, we do want that. I know I desire that. I long for the pure word. I want the word in its purest form, free from contaminants, not mixed. And help us to seek after that. Help it to us, that to become a priority to each one of us as believers. So that we seek after and we listen to and we place ourselves under uncontaminated word of God. So that we can grow the way you want us to grow. And we give you the glory. You are wonderful. We give you the honor and the praise. We thank you for your blessing upon each person and your hand upon each one of us today as we go about our days. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.